So I had an idea for a new segment. Ooh. <laughs> what did Trump say this week? <laughs> Hopefully he'll go away soon and we can talk about more religious stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not religion related, unfortunately. No, this week he just wanted to murder his rivals. Yeah. <laughs> or encouraged others to murder his rivals. Right. <laughs> Can't do that yourself. <laughs> That's against after, the law. After opening up with... Again, that doesn't shock me anymore, but just the the amount of lie that he opened up with. Hillary and her judges are going to kick open your front door, kill your children, and take your guns. I wow. guarantee it. <laughs> no, he was just like he was just like she wants to abolish the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's false. I'm already sure that this is going down a path that I won't like. Please yeah. keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! This story made it. I had I had saw. All over about the uh, the cupping marks all over Phelps, yeah. okay. and I was like, I wonder if that's going to make it to the show. Oh yeah, clearly, I, I assume that's what this Phelps story is about. Yep. Yeah, I think the only time I've ever seen cupping before was in the Anthony Bourdain show. Yes, yes, I think I saw it on like Amazing Race or something, and boy, it looks painful. The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I am Karen. This is Ian. And if you listen to any of our other shows, you notice that there's a name missing. Uh, Jared <laughs> is not with us tonight. He is uh, going to be under the knife tomorrow morning, getting his gallbladder out. So it should be fairly uh, straightforward, and hopefully we'll have right. him back with us soon. Yeah. Um, I, think so. I think it's all going to be laparoscopic, and he should be on the mend in no time. Modern medicine is wonderful. Yep. Truth. I want to make a joke there, but I'm not. I'm just going to skip it for now. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start with a couple of things, things that we have talked about before that have come back up. Uh, one thing that one of our listeners sent us was about the article we discussed concerning Jedis in Australia and how in the most recent census, there were some, what was it, 64,000 people marking Jedi as their religion <laughs> and uh the atheists the atheist group taking taking that as a look don't don't mark Jedi because you need to be counted as non-religious. The article that was sent to us is well, I have to say it's a it's a little it's a little odd. It jumps around a little bit and it, I, I think the summary is look, if people mark Jedi, maybe it's because they feel that Jedi most closely meets their spiritual needs and they actually feel like jedi is their religion no <laughs> are 12 year olds included in the census then no no <laughs> it's a it, it's a it's a movie it's books no i would agree i mean it's like basing your religion on the matrix it, seriously it'd be it'd be it'd be like if you based an entire religion on the collective fiction works of l ron hubbard Preposterous. <laughs> uh, so the article states that there is a large group of people that researchers have called Jedi realists. Jedi realist Christians, Jedi realist Hindus, <laughs> Jedi realist uh, Buddhists, Muslims, and he also states that we have plenty of Jedi Jews, <laughs> which that brings us into uh, space balls and 
Right. I was going to say, I, 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 the opportunity to call them Judaizer. <laughs> now, I will, ad- I will admit to every once in a while testing to see if the force is working by attempting to pick something up with my mind. But it's until it works, I'm not going to I'm not following and it as a religion. Even then it might it might be unrelated telekinesis and not actually right. the force. The force. Giving you the ability to move everything that is interconnected with. If it ever happens, I will reevaluate at that point. I suppose. I, I like that they're so committed to their silliness that they're just sticking to their, sticking to their guns and saying, nope, definitely Jedis. So that's fine. Don't help. We didn't want your help anyway. Yeah. I mean, Pastafarians, same thing. Just put non-religious and stop being silly. So the, the article states that Australian atheists, you don't get to automatically claim Jedi as your own. Just because somebody marked Jedi doesn't mean they are not religious. But... It also goes on to state that using Jedi as uh, as an agnostic or humanist placeholder just because you find some atheists to be surprisingly intolerant. I'm looking at you, Richard Dawkins. So this article has a bit of biasness against the neo-atheists, it seems. It seems like the intent is to knock down some of the atheist movement and, and, and say that some of their claims are, are not, as, uh, not as founded as... They may think they are. Right. Well, I mean, then I would like to invite these people to give the Jedi's tax exempt status. Right. Then you can come <laughs> talk to me about what box they're checking. Yeah. Silly, silly kids. And the, the thing about Richard Dawkins, I mean, he might say things that are kind of on the extreme for the, the common atheist. He is the person that um, says the things that most atheists want to say. He just has an opportunity and a chance and the eloquence to say it. So, and people say they that he seems, you know, like a militant atheist that he's mm-hmm. out there. Well, I mean, one, he's a, an actual scientist. He is a biologist. He he requires proof and fact to move forward. So, he's he's kind of strict. He just has no tolerance for somebody who is just spouting idiocy in his mind. It, I don't know. The article seems it was an interesting read, but yeah, I don't I don't agree. Sure. You're right. And there's some negative terminology, you know, intentionally laced in there. I, you're, you know, when you are, you know, committed to your atheism, you're militant. When you are committed to your religion, you are just committed or you're, you know, you are a devout believer. How about you're not fundamentalist? Mili- yeah, they're just the, well, <laughs> I, I, I meant this article specifically. Mm. And I really dislike the term militant atheist. I mean, I agree. If you have a militant Christian and a militant Muslim and a militant atheist, which one do you want to face up against? <laughs> because a militant atheist apparently just means they speak their mind. Right. <laughs> the militant religious people, they're scary. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and they dangerous. Are. Dangerous is, yeah, the more the word that comes to mind. But in any case, I, I still find the the whole thing interesting because I am a huge Star Wars fan, but uh, at the same time, stop it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm with you. I am a huge proponent of the Star Wars and all Star Wars related things, but yeah, this is where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that was stated in the article that I did just love said that in today's world, is it surprising that people might have disdain for established religions, but those people might still be spiritual? In the absence of any fresh religious force worth an actual damn, sorry Scientology, <laughs> is it fair to say that they have a good reason to uh, appropriate a description of spirituality from 
the uh, most repeatedly viewed film. Well, I, I understand the argument. I still think it's bunk. The, the problem is, is if you allow for the possibility for people to put Jedi in, then it delegitimizes every other religion because they're all made up. They were all created out of nothing. So if if you allow Jedi to be real, you, you've legitimized the others to be real. You know what I mean? Oh, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good thought to begin with. Then it fell apart. Nope. I know where you were going. Okay. And it, it was it was it was just a, a a tough road getting there. Yeah. I feel like people feel you know that their particular religion is valid, and most people feel that you know the more supporters and the more followers and the more you know money that you can collect for your religion Mm. gives it increased validation and you can't just if you are allowing sixty-four thousand randos to just say well (laughs) the force is a real religion then that diminishes you know any sort of not that i would give them any credibility but any credibility that islam christianity judaism anything like that you know has worked to build because Mm. if you can just pull anything out of your hat and call it a religion, then, uh, yeah, I agree. There's no reason that any religion should be elevated above any other religion. Thank you. That I, was much I, better. <laughs> and and I, I mean, I, and I don't know. And it, it's just, as we've discussed on here, you know, it comes in waves. There's no reason that, you know, again, other than its current popularity, you know, Jedi, I guess, is no less legitimate than, um, you know, ancient religions that have fallen by the wayside. You know, no no one came along and disproved that the Greek gods don't exist. Just went out of favor. Yeah. Uh. Greece just kind of, you know, got lazy and was no longer the seat of the free world. And no one followed that anymore. And monotheism got more popular. And, and it, it just it all comes and shifts. So who knows? Maybe this is the next trend. Maybe Jedi's, maybe Jedi's taken over. In a few yeah. decades, we won't have as many Christians, but we'll be flooded with Jedi flooded and Pastafarians. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, as long I, as they don't... Go ahead. It, it, I mean, it is where Scientology came from. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. That's why I don't think it's that far from plausible. As long as they don't make their acolytes wear those fruity little Padawan ponytails that they had in the movies, <laughs> <laughs> then, then I, they can do what they want to do. That's cool. Well, I think that the the point, though, I mean, yeah, absolutely, they can they can call themselves Jedi if they want, but right. when it comes to actually filling out the the critical real world paperwork, can we put no religion because that does make a difference and it does matter. Right, and I, but I think the point that they're trying to make is that they are that they do not belong in the category mm. that they tr- you know these people are trying to sell us that they truly truly believe that in real world applications this clear cinematic fiction you know is legitimate and embodies the beliefs that they have and um you know to which i say good luck with that yeah <laughs> you know it's very sounds a little sour grapesy of me but i'm definitely feeling that way too so i didn't want your help anyway <laughs> <laughs> go play make believe with your friends we'll try to make change on our own all right, so that's that's where we can draw the distinction, maybe, then. If you are truly a Jedi, you live your life according to the Jedi Creed and the Code, then sure, check other, fill in Jedi. But if you're doing it to be funny, or you're doing it to be, you know, um, ironic, okay, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Silly hipsters. Exactly. <laughs> All right, moving on, we're going to uh, move on to another thing that we previously discussed, somewhat, in our episode on 
alternative medicine, we totally right. missed cupping. Mm. But cupping has made it into the news this week. It Not really sp- has. Not spooning, cupping. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spooning's fine. <laughs> uh, so cupping is apparently the... Now, I've seen a couple different ways of doing it. One, there's some sort of a suction device. So you take the cup, you place it against the skin, and you use this device to suck the air out. And what it does is it pulls the skin and, well, everything up into the cup. And it basically causes a near circular bruise. Yes. I'm thinking that's the end of what it's actually doing. Mm. Uh, the other thing that I saw was they had little glass cups and they would take a flame, put the flame to the cup and immediately place it on the skin. And because of the difference in temperature and the, the air contracting, it would do have the same effect. It would pull the skin up into the cup. Right. Now, supposedly, what this does is it's s- supposed to be very similar to acupuncture in that you can alter the body's key energy and use it to cure all sorts of things, from asthma to herpes to cancer. And apparently, it got into the news when gold medalist Michael Phelps had spots on his back, on his legs... Yeah, his back and shoulders, I believe, where um, I saw them. But I, I did not see those. I do have an image. Apparently, it's him having this done on the back of his legs with a, a woman performing it with a, the biggest smile you can imagine. Like, I'm getting away with this. Or probably she, <laughs> she looks like she's smiling because Michael Phelps' butt is like inches from her. But yeah. Could be. I'm sure he's in excellent shape. Yep. So I don't know how we missed this when we were talking about alternative medicines, but at the same time, it really it's it falls into the same energy medicine that acupuncture, reflexology kind of falls yeah. into. Right. Now, I, I did a little bit of reading, and I found one study showed that it helped with um, herpes zoster. So it, 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 I can imagine it would help with a, you know, a shallow snake bite. Anything that's drawing something out of the skin sure it would help with that and there was some indication very weak that it helped with pain but it causes pain right so, so it distracts you from the current pain you're feeling exactly yeah i, I saw something about people that get um, cluster headaches which are you know supposedly some of the worst headaches you can never imagine you know, right. intense pain in the middle of your head really really bad and people bang their heads off of things because it, it distracts them from the pain inside their head Right. So I can see that cupping as, you know, a pain distraction technique, yeah, that will work. But seems a little silly, but mm. but sure, something like that can cause, you know, increased endorphin rush, adrenaline yeah. rush. So sure. Right. But, and at the at the very least, you know, if it's got the uh, you know, good old placebo effect working for it and it helps America bring home another gold. Woo! USA! USA! <laughs> Well, it's not steroid, so yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, do we know? Does anybody know why he was doing it? What his end goal was in in using this technique? I do uh, not. Yeah, something about after a heavy workout, it helped ease muscular pain. Okay, so pretty straightforward. And yeah, the the studies were not generous in their indication that it worked. Really? Well, sure. But hey, if it's supported by the National Institute of Health, it can't be bad, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not go down that road again. <laughs> yeah. 
There is a good. I'm going to link the uh, the one article from Reason.com, and there is a reasonably decent video on alternative medicine and how the federal government funds quacks. Mm. It kind of summarizes it pretty well. I think we went over it a couple episodes ago reasonably well, but it's a good summary. So yeah, good. So are we moving along to uh, Arkansas then? Yes. There's an update on the Arkansas Ten Commandments. Early today, the American History and Heritage Foundation Incorporated, which you might guess has nothing to do with American history and or heritage. <laughs> as soon as you as soon as you said incorporated, I was like, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> They finally filed an application yesterday to install a Ten Commandments monument at the was it the Arkansas on the grounds of the state capitol. Similar to the one that Oklahoma has. Uh, the article says it's more than six feet tall, weighs three tons, $25,000 was raised for the project, and it will still be illegal. So they're still trying to get Ten Commandments there, and it's still illegal, so it's not it's not going to happen. And Good. still raising a whole bunch of money. So what are they doing with yeah. that money that they're raising that they are not legally allowed to use? They're just moving forward with the, you know, the God will clear the way, I suppose. <laughs> I don't think it's actually going to work out for them, but I think that's the intention. I was going to say, I don't know. Legality, there's always, I'm sure they could find a gray area. There uh, there was something I was reading earlier where uh, the complete opposite was happening. The Missouri was, was giving taxpayer money to a uh, baptism convention. And <laughs> people were like, please stop. And they were like, meh. It's for transportation to and from the convention, so it's completely secular uses. They're like, but it was, but it was sixty five thousand dollars. That's like twenty seven percent of your whole budget. You're telling me that's just for a bus? They're like, eh, don't worry about it. It's a big bus. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real nice bus. It's very nice. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Drivers are well paid. So the one thing about the Arkansas thing is the apparently the Satanic Temple has mm. vowed to install a statue of its own if the Ten Commandments monument is installed. So <laughs> go Satanists! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, always and, making that point. Seriously, always bringing up the the goofy caboose <laughs> at the end of this weird train. <laughs> but uh, good for them. You know they 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 should be standing up for their rights just like anybody else should. Especially Absolutely. if they're feeling, uh, you know, oppressed in this particular thing. But what? A, uh, I don't know why. Why would you need that statue? That seems especially. Why do you need that statue there? But when the, the foundation of our government, one of the prime tenets of it is the separation of church and state. I, I don't know. It's what it's all about. I guess. Yeah. I guess anywhere where they can they can work to erode that. Yeah. You know, gives them an inroad to further break down the separation of church and state and, you know, move their agenda forward. So yeah. that answers my own question. Yeah. The, the Satanic Temple application is interesting. They have chosen to put up a monument of Baphomet. And I, I don't know who Baphomet is, but it describes it as a goat-headed, angel-winged, androgynous creature first rendered in the in its most widely recognized form by the occult historian something Levi in the 19th century. So that's cool. Right. That came from the Crusades. So it was because during the Crusades, uh, a lot of the Crusaders didn't speak any Arabic Mm -hmm. and they misheard Muhammad as Baphomet. That's where Baphomet came from. So the Muslims were the enemies and they worshipped this evil deity, Baphomet. That's what they believed. And that's where the name Baphomet 
is from. It has since been used, yeah, by all sorts of, you know, anytime you want to reference Satan, that's one of his names, Baphomet. Ah. But it, but it original, originally was Muhammad, misheard. Misheard, miswritten down, however, you know, who knows how it, it originally came into being, whether it was right. word Mocking of mouth or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a lost in translation moment. <laughs> yes, hmm. exactly. That, that, that's a... That, dangerous thing for the satanic temple to be doing about this this time in this age if it you know right actually, again but I, I think it's been fully kind of uh yeah, i think it's been moved away from its origins and okay. has been been fully appropriated as as a symbol for the goat headed demon that they are discussing okay right i think the history is lost on us these days if we're not happen to be named ray <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I do. That that sounds like it would be a fun sculpture. I did not know what they were going to do. I was secretly hoping that that the Satanic Temple would put up like I don't know. As long as it's something ludicrous, that's all I really wanted. If either that or a, a statue that like commemorates season one of Lucifer on Fox, <laughs> I would be like, that's amazing. That's the worst statue that anybody's ever made since that scary Lucio Ball statue got Whoa. put up. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> What made me see uh, that this week? I just saw that this week. Oh, they replaced uh, they, it. They, they, yeah, they got the new one up. Right. Yeah. The one that actually looks like Lucille Ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was not quite as bad as the uh, retouched picture of Jesus in, in Italy from <laughs> last year. Exactly. but <laughs> I don't know. In some ways, it was it was more scary, though. It was. Yeah, it was, but then, sure. oh, my God, you just sketched it in there freehand. Like a toddler <laughs> with finger paints and tried to pass it off as the original. <laughs> It's good. I fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's my uh, racist Italian accent for anybody who is interested. Nice. Okay, the pebble. Pebble the boopy. All right. Sorry about that. No. Uh, so last week, right after we finished recording, I saw a story about California Mayor from uh, Stockton, Mayor Anthony Silva, who had been arrested. And he was arrested for recording teenage boys playing strip poker in his bedroom. <laughs> so according to this, at least one of the participants was 16 years old. Uh, it revealed that the uh, participants did not want to be recorded. Some of them didn't know they were being recorded. And that he also uh, supplied alcohol to them. Oh, nice. <laughs> now... So, ac according to the article, he has been under investigation before. Uh, when he w before he was sworn in as mayor, when he was a high school water polo coach, he was <laughs> accused of secretly taping teens in the bathroom of his apartment, but charges were never filed. Yeah. There was an alleged rape attempt of a 19-year-old woman when he was president of the Boys and Girls Club, and he was also investigated by the San Joaquin County District Attorney's Office for admitting that he recorded a conversation with the city manager without his permission. So that, not sexual na nature, but apparently he likes right. recording things. Yeah. Apparently. Without um, people's permission. That's kind of his jam. Right. Yeah. So can we guess what his religious affiliation is? <laughs> so he had held official town hall meetings at an anti-gay megachurch. Of course. <laughs> and he had, at one point, held a ceremony to give the key to the city to God. God <laughs> was unavailable for comment. <laughs> uh, did not show up, did not did not take the key. 
But wow. this guy, yeah, professed extremely religious, anti-gay part. He was uh, at one point involved in the pray the away the gay. Oh, um, uh, right. And man, what is it with these people who are anti-gay and are extreme sexual perverts? <laughs> I don't well, understand it. it. We talked about this before, though. It's the it's sexual repression. The things that that they you know their secret heart wants, they've been told are evil and full of sin, so they repress it until it, ex- it you know, exposes itself in inappropriate ways. <laughs> he's probably, I mean, he's he, well. There's other stuff about him too. He what was this about a handgun? Oh, he that learned, I don't know. oh right. Yeah, he supposedly, he learned, yeah, he learned that a gun used in a drive-by shooting that killed a 13-year-old boy was registered to the mayor. He claims it was stolen, and he reported it stolen as soon as he realized it was gone. But there was a large gap between the time when the gun was stolen and the day he reported it to the police. <laughs> so, did he shoot a 13-year-old boy as well? Maybe. <laughs> to, to, who was going to tell about all the things that he recorded him doing? Maybe. Yeah. It's possible. This guy sounds super shady. So now is he he is he is currently under investigation charges are being brought against him according to the article August 4th he was arrested oh, good. for the videotaping of the strip poker in his bedroom well, anybody with a history, I mean, I guess people may not have known because he was never arrested before. He was investigated and um, prosecutors didn't press charges. Yeah, he's been investigated a number, a number of times, but it doesn't sound like he actually had a record. Yeah, it really doesn't. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how much stuff you can, you know, squash when you're a mayor. Mm. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, tons of that was, you know, I'm sure I'm sure there were lots of illegal shenanigans that he used his office to cover up. I mean, it, it sounds like he is just a, you know, a selfish, narcissistic douchebag, really, with gay tendencies, which are well, unrelated to the first two things. <laughs> right. Again, I, I, I don't. I don't fully know because I wanted to, you know, start reading the article. When you started reading the article, it made me want to come and, you know, follow up and reread the article because it does really just say participants. I, I don't, I don't see anything where where it suggests that they were, you know, all all men or all boys, unless mm. I'm just skipping over it because that was my first thought. Because I I made a lot of poor choices in my youth, but never was I like. Dudes, what do you guys want to do later? I don't know, bros. <laughs> the mayor wants us to get naked and have drinks with him. That sounds fun. <laughs> That's a good no. point. Yeah, th- there is nothing in here about the... the it, it, one of the participants was 16 years old, but it doesn't really say anything more about them. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about them being males or females or what yeah. was right. going on. And he was investigated for an attempted rape on a 19-year-old woman, so... Right, but he, you know, he, did, he did rail against... You know, he did the anti-gay, you know... Yeah megachurch so he probably uh has some gay tendencies i can but you know nothing in this article other than that suggests that he's clearly just a dangerous deviant who has some out of control voyeuristic tendencies and is incredibly corrupt in his position as mayor <laughs> agreed is he a catholic pretty- did we decide that from this article or no um, megachurch Mega churches aren't usually Catholic. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. usually more of a evangelical Christian. Not. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. hey, just playing the odds. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's an anti-gay mega church, so yeah, that's that's evangelical something. Some the Catholics don't usually get too involved in that. They just secretly look down on people. Right. Oh, and here in the headline, it does it does emphasize male teenager. He was arrested on multiple charges, including secretly recording a male teenager playing a game of strip poker in his bedroom at a summer camp. Well, he might have just been the only one that was under 18. 
Don't know. Right, no. right. It's very possible that, that that is he could be the 16 year old in question. Mm. Yeah, there's a whole lot of different stuff. The the 13 year old boy that was killed in Stockton, uh, <laughs> shot by the gun that was registered to the mayor. But uh, yeah, I mean, just so many different things. Right. I, 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 that, oh, wow. That's what it is. The the <laughs> amount of evidence and charges against him just seems enormous. Mm. And I now I want to continue to follow this to see if he skates because, like, here in Pennsylvania, the charges against our attorney general mm. seemed incredibly minor. Right. True. And, man, they they are working as hard as possible to crucify her. Well, she did try. She, she really went after them. Yeah, you should strong-arm people Yeah, well, when you're the should, attorney I, general. Absolutely. I mean, she went after them for a pornographic email circle pornographic racist i mean they had you know uh, yeah something that teenage boys do and they're all judges and and prosecutors and defendants i mean it was ridiculous what they were doing Actually, oh like, so this is this is in fact a sort of witch hunt to to punish her for exposing all the shadiness that they were into yes ah okay i wondered why they went the the leaked confidential information route yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she might have done something wrong. Who knows? But I, I think that a lot of the a lot of the, the stuff they're saying about her is because she did that. Okay. I think that's pretty clear. Cool. So, yeah, the the timeline on the shootings is interesting. So, in January 2015, his gun was used in a shooting. In February 2015, it was used in a second shooting shooting, which resulted in the death of 13-year-old Rayshawn Harris, and it wasn't until March of 2015 that he reported it stolen. Hmm. Absolutely. But but was supposedly taken way earlier than then? Yeah, he said it was stolen a long time ago, and he didn't realize it was gone. Huh. See, again, I I don't know, because, you know, I don't have a lot of personal experience with that, so that, you know, that would would push me towards Ray. Approximately how many guns do you own? And do you know where they are right now? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. What? <laughs> I know where every single one are. What? That's ludicrous. <laughs> you, you just leave them strewn about and wonder whether or not they may have wandered off? Now, that being That's said, bizarre. I can imagine somebody going, well, I've got this gun and it's for protection and I keep it over here in this drawer and I just never open that drawer because I never have a need for the gun. I, I can imagine that happening but i can't imagine somebody going into the the mayor's i don't know if it was the mayor at the time but going into this man's house who presumably had a very nice house and the only thing you take is a gun right and also how you know i'm trying to imagine all right i have a gun in the house and i have guests (laughs) how do you not know whether or not one of your guests has been around where you keep your guns and, you know, have have the time. I, I don't know. I, again, I can imagine it. It seems a bit far-fetched. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I suppose if you're, you know, really busy recording teenagers playing strip poker, <laughs> you might not notice someone skirts into your room, snags your gun, and takes off. But uh, that takes us back to problem number one here in this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. Holy smokes. All right. That was shameful. Shame on you. Anthony Silva. Agreed. All right. The next thing we have is back to Australia. So apparently the ACT, which I'm just learning about this now, apparently that stands for the Australian Capital Territory. Yes. But they have just recently passed a religious vilification law, 
what this does is it now makes it illegal, and in serious cases, it could result in a criminal conviction with up to a fine up to $7,500 for vilifying religious beliefs. And so, well, I had to look up vilification because I didn't quite know what it meant. So the dictionary says vilify, to speak ill of, defame, or slander. Right. Okay. This is basically a blasphemy law. Yeah. So both labor and liberals supported the move put in by Green's Shane Rattenbury, which I'm sure if you're Australian, that might mean something. To me, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, do they have a Green party? I, that's what I'm thinking. Is Shane Rattenbury a member of that party? Seems reasonable. Sure. Sounds... That makes more sense. But he said that the display of hatred and intolerance and offensive behavior toward Muslims was one of the biggest intolerance issues in Australia today. So it, the uh, and he cited that the University of South Australia had found about ten percent of Australians were highly Islamophobic. Now here's where I had start having some problems. <laughs> Talking bad about the people is one thing, but to to say something negative about a religion, which is an mm. idea, that is not discriminating against the people. Now there can be discrimination against Muslims. There can be discrimination against Christians. But this Islamophobia idea, I don't think that Islamophobia is a phobia. If there is justification for the fear, then it's not a phobia. Well, isn't a phobia a fear? So Islamophobia would be the fear of Muslims, wouldn't it? So a phobia is an irrational fear. Okay, so an irrational fear... Of Muslims. Well, it's an irrational fear. And again, this word, I don't mm-hmm. like how it's been constructed because yeah. Islamophobia should be the fear of Islam. Sure. It should be an extreme or irrational fear of Islam. How could you fear an idea? I don't know. It's a scary idea. It's a pretty well, scary idea. Well, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> but- so Islamophobia to me is a made up word for the regressive left to criticize you for picking on someone's religion. And I'm sorry, but the religion is an idea. If you're mm. picking on Muslims and, and discriminating against Muslims, yes, that needs to be stopped. But it's the idea can, should be able to be criticized. That's part of freedom of speech. Well, does Australia have freedom of speech? In its constitution. Well, I'm not an Australian <laughs> constitutional scholar. <laughs> However, it has generally been known as a, a place of freedom, a very leftist society, a very social society. And it appears to be taking a sharp turn into the politically correct, trumping freedom of speech, trumping freedom of ideas. Because I, I understand that practicing Islam is a freedom of religion but criticizing islam is also a freedom of speech well, it looks like in i uh, did a quick google search and the australian oh that's the australian human rights commission everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression the right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek receive and impart information and ideas through any media regardless of frontiers that sounds pretty reasonable and these two things collide Right. I think I think, again, what is being lost in the the passing of this law is, is I, you know, I mean, it, it's just trying to interpret. I don't feel like they did a good job of taking what I believe to be the intent and then applying it by, again, using unnecessarily broad terms that may that make it, you know, as murky as it is. All I think they were saying was, please 
stop hating on all the brown people mm-hmm. just right. because of what's going on. And now, you know, this attempt to legislate people into tolerance is taking a really negative turn. Yeah. And well, again, uh, they had to, you know, I know they're, they're attempting to be neutral and I genuinely believe they would. I genuinely believe that if, if someone of a different faith came forward and say that they were being vilified, they could easily lean on this law, you know, as a statute for whatever it is they're go doing and, and use this to back their claim. But again, I think that's a slippery slope as well. I think they need to just leave this one alone. Well, they have a problem with the fact that vilification is used in the act, in, in the law, but it is not defined. So it can be defined by however the, the judge in the case wants. A case-by-case scenario? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's irresponsible. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but, you know, your original point, though, is, is 100% correct. You you cannot vilify an individual. You cannot, you know, discriminate against a person. But the fundamental basis of freedom of speech, however you want to define it, is that ideas should be and can be questioned. And Islam is just a large idea. So is Christianity. So is a whole bunch of stuff. But right. any religion and any scientific theory, they're all ideas that by definition must be and can be questioned. Again, the justification for this law, they're saying that it's clear that Muslims are frequently, almost constantly exposed to discrimination, vilification, and targeted for offensive behavior. So you have a lot of anti-Muslim rhetoric, a lot of anti-Muslim people who are put graffiti on a mosque if they've done something or ridiculed a Muslim when they see him on the street. These are things that, yes, that needs to be addressed. But Mm. what this law does is it makes it so that if you question Islam and and the Muslim overhears you, they can go to the police. They can Mm. have you arrested, fined, and it's a criminal offense. So it's a criminal offense specifically against the religion. Right, again, but I think it's a case case-by-case thing, and I don't think it's question Islam. I think that if you are going to commit those crimes against people, you can't commit them based on the fact that you believe them to be Muslim. If you see them walking down the street, you can't assault them and scream, you know, you dirty Muslim, this is why I'm attacking you. You simply have to attack them because (laughs) you want to take their money or things like that, which we already have laws for, which is why this seems redundant. Whether you're putting graffiti on a mosque or Mm. on a uh, convenience store or on anything like you, it's vandalism. You should not be doing that. It's against the law. I don't need a supplementary law that says you especially can't put, you know, uh, spray paint on the side of a mosque that says Muslims go home or something like that. If you end up doing something like that, if it can be something that can be tacked on, similar to what we do as tagging something as a hate crime. Yeah, that's just where I was going to go. That that I can see. That I'm on the board. But the idea that you can simply say something that, a, any any religion it doesn't have to be Islam, but mm. it's any religion. You slander someone's religion, and you can be fined and and have a criminal record. Let's turn it turn it a little bit and say let's talk about the Charlie Hebdo cartoons in Paris. The uh, Charlie Hebdo is a uh, sketch magazine that was, and it had a, a picture on the front cover of Muhammad, which was offensive to Muslims. So the Muslims turned around and you know shot up the the, the newspaper. So 
obviously the the, the shooting up of the Charlie Hebdo was was wrong, but was is this type of law, this religious vilification law, could it make what Charlie Hebdo did and does illegal? Yeah, it absolutely would. Well, you're not vilifying them, but you are poking them with a sharp stick, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, with the, without the clarification on what they are considering Islamophobia and mm-hmm. vilification, you know, that's that's where you're we're really treading in a lot of uh, murky waters. But mm-hmm. uh, I would agree that, yes, of course it could. And I agree that it absolutely should not. Absolutely. If you disagree with Islam and, and their beliefs, uh you don't have to keep that to yourself. You know, you cannot prevent the other people from practicing their religion. And you should probably not harm them in the practicing of their religion. Mm-hmm. But if you want to put a big old poster of Muhammad up on your wall and, uh, you know, mock it, throw darts at it, do what you want. If you want to publish it, if you want to put it on the outside of your house and have it wave at passerbys. <laughs> You can do that. That 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 should be perfectly reasonable. It might be against your uh, community, uh, you know, bylaws. Right, right? absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. But uh, sure, there should be there should be really no restriction on that on any level, you know. And I I don't know why there would be. I don't see I don't see the danger in it. I mean, I see the the I've seen the danger in in the Charlie Mm -hmm. Hebdo and in all these things. I don't know why. Muslims believe that if you offend them, then it's okay for them to murder you. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, and again, I don't want to say it's all Muslims. No. I just, I only know the stories that are, that make the headlines. You know, the guy who killed the shopkeeper over in the, over in England and Charlie Hebdo and who knows what, again, because we don't get any news from Africa and I know that they are. Mm-hmm. That that there are factions of ISIS over there murdering everybody and kidnapping women by the tens of thousands and selling them into slavery. That aside, I, you know, again, that's I think this is where this whole idea of Islamophobia, you know, stems from because no one wants to say it's all Muslims, and no no group wants to that that is being vilified in the media wants to. You know, everybody wants you to know that there are exceptions in every group. You know, I I don't want to go. I, of course, don't believe that, you know, all cops are racist, that all cops are murderers, that all cops are bad people. I would say that most, you know, that that most, if not near all cops are, you know, hardworking citizens that are often putting their lives on the line every day. However, the majority of the stories that I am bombarded with on a daily basis tell me that all they do in their spare mm. time is kill blacks. Just sure. in the same way that, that you know, I when you see that, that black people, they're not all criminals, they're not all drug dealers, they're not all, you know, they're just people who want to live their lives and, you know, enjoy their freedoms like everybody else. So... I, I, I do truly want to believe that in all these scenarios, it is the minority that is creating the problem for the larger group. Very well True. said. The the problem, again, the problem that I have with this law is that it feeds into the Islamophobia uh, regressive left idea that is preached by, you know, Glenn Greenwald, Reza Aslan of you can't you can't say anything against Islam because there's a majority of, of Muslims who are moderate and we want to encourage that. So we can't say anything bad uh, against their religion. The problem with that is the religion 
is the problem. The Islam is the cause for the fundamentalists. If, sure. I mean, after you have so many people kill someone in the name of their God, you, you kind of have to start believing that they did it because of their belief in God and, and not just because of some political right, right. reason. And it, it, again, that, so it, it, they're trying to turn it into this, well, you can't criticize Islam because there are a whole bunch of, of moderates. Well, again, I'm not criticizing the moderates. The moderates are great, <laughs> but it's, it's the idea behind the religion that needs to be able to be criticized. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and you could, you can talk about, you know, the, the crusades and, and the history of, of Christianity. There's a horrible, bloody history of Christianity, but for the most part, that's, that's done with now. And while there are some, you know, the crazy Christian fundamentalists killing abortion doctors, for, for example, things like that, it's fairly isolated in very low numbers. Right. Um, and and my, the whole critici- criticism of Islam, if there were Christians going out and killing people today because of their religion, they would be right up there on my list of things that should yeah. be criticized. Right. Sure. And and to be honest... And they remain up. They, to be honest with There's still a number, a solid number two. <laughs> Absolutely. They remain on the list. They're... Their vigilance and, and unyielding work against the LGBT community mm. is just is tireless and disappointing on every level. Mm. Like, how much energy can you, can you put into that? And they redouble their efforts every time I ask. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I agree that I think the fundamental problem with all this is, you know, at the core is is people's, you know, blind devotion to their religion of choice. It makes them dangerous. It does. Yeah. When you put a protective bubble around them that doesn't allow other people to even question or criticize their beliefs, it, it gets scary. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, it's just, you can't legislate tolerance. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, you, Plus, the percent seems low. What percent? I did, they, when they said 10% of the the people are, they count them as Islam, Islamophobics. I was like, 10% is pretty minor. Well, you remember that. 90% they, they of the people that aren't Islamophobic. That's pretty good. <laughs> Well, consider that they don't have Trump yelling in their ear all the time, so he he, he tends to tip the scales a little bit uh, uh, towards the Islamophobic. So, well, it, I think I think that's true because he he gives the those people the people with with that in their mind the the idea that they can vocalize their their stupid Absolutely. ideas. Absolutely true. Like, uh, Trump is pro- totally different. <laughs> he is just a, a a totally different kettle of horrible fish. He is. <laughs> He is just a – what people use him for is, like, guilt-free white power racism. <laughs> like, that's all he is. He yeah. is just a, a different candy coating. He is the modern day – he's the billionaire David Duke. Yeah. <laughs> he's, it's, 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 it's all it is. He's – why are we giving making you the president? Because uh, you promised you would keep the Mexicans out with an imaginary wall? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Because he says the things that you secretly believe in your heart. Oh, I do not. Well, not you, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> he, is, he is a monster. He is a monster. Hey, He's speaking monster. of him, and and as uh, uh, oh, what's his name? The Daily Show, um, Trevor Noah. As Trevor Noah calls him, uh, Cinnamon Hitler. <laughs> So today, uh, and he's always in the news because nobody can believe this is happening, I think. And today it was because he said that Hillary wants to abolish 
essentially abolish the Second Amendment. By the way, if she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Nothing you can do. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is. Maybe there's something they can do. I don't know. <laughs> now, what what his people are saying, and by his people, I'm not sure if it's his campaign people or just Republicans who are in, you know, have supported him. They're saying that, well, he's referring to the political influence of the NRA. That's oh, what the Second Amendment... But he literally said, there's nothing you can do about it if she gets to pick her judges, but the Second Amendment people can do something. Well, what exactly is he referring to that the Second right. Amendment people can do if she has picked... I mean, this is his scenario that is yeah, complete it, bullshit to begin with. Right, right. He's clearly saying you will no longer have a legislative route to deal or a judicial route to deal with this, but I'm sure you'll find something, mm. wink... And he's like, no, what? No, that wasn't me. And the best thing is he actually hasn't come back and said that it wasn't him, at least not by this time. I mean, maybe he has. Give it it a day or two. Right. Well, he he never apologizes. No, and it works. Yeah. Because now no one – the amount of coverage that they will devote to him shitting all over that dead soldier's parents, Mm. gone. Right. That crazy has been replaced by this newer, crazier thing where he said, please assassinate my rival. Yeah. Indirectly, but that's what he said. Oh, my God. And the Secret Service went, ah, crap. I just, I don't know how many more torpedoes he needs to fire before he just sinks the (laughs) ship completely. Like, everybody just, it seems like even the people who have been, the people who have created him, the Dr. Frankensteins that have built this monster are like, they're like, this is not what I envisioned. This is not bringing the Republican Party back to life. This is an abomination. What have we done? And they are starting to scramble like the Mitch McConnell's of of the world and the the, the Paul, Paul Ryan's. Ryan's. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just ashamed at what they have created. And they they, they pretend to be shocked. They pretend to be shocked after spending seven and a half years of telling us that our president was a secret Muslim who hated this country. Right. And, and, that, and yeah. they're, they're stunned that people are feeling outraged towards towards that. And they're feeling that all these all these hateful feelings are starting to bubble up. And they've they've discovered fucking Donald Trump as their mm-hmm. as their mouthpiece. They're like, like, well, I don't know how this happened. Oh, God, how could you not know it happened? You know exactly how this happened. I was gonna, this, this is entirely is, your fault. This is this is a hundred percent. You reap what you sow. That is yeah. not what I hear. I hear that it's the uh, politically correct agenda of the leftists that has brought Trump about. The fact that everybody has had to be so politically correct for so long that now that somebody isn't, that's what uh, is fueling the flame. Is it? I, there's a few people I work with that are that are Trumpies. Um, and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Trumpies. <laughs> and it's almost like their entire lives they've been having to um, hold in what they really believe, and all of a sudden they're not afraid anymore. Try all and, of a sudden, uh, all their lives they've had to try to not be racist. Yeah, <laughs> all their lives they've had to pretend that they're not racist, and now they don't have to pretend anymore. They can be a little racist, and they can be, um, uh, you know, a, a little bit misogynistic, and and they can be just you know, the the horrible people that we always suspected that we were that they were, but we never knew, and now we just know because now they're out and out saying it. Oh God, I hate them. 
<laughs> and it's funny because like once a week I'll find another one. I'll find out that there's another one, and I go, "Damn it! I knew, <laughs> I knew it." <laughs> it. It's tough because you're right. That's that seems to be the entire platform. Mm. Like the entire platform is, I you know, I hate immigrants. I hate minorities. Again, I this, this whole make America great again. Mm. When was that? Are you suggesting that we need to wheel back to to when we could openly oppress all these peoples? Like back when, you know, back yeah. before the civil rights movement, back before the women's suffrage movement. Is that when America was great? Because I yes. don't remember it being that great. I remember America being semi-consistently great, but it's a relatively new country and we'll get our come up in soon enough. <laughs> well, they, they think that, you know, Putting half of the, the population back into the kitchen and the bedroom it was helpful because then there'll be jobs for all the men. This is what they believe. Uh. They think that, um, you know, the, the uppity blacks need to know their place and get working in the fields because that's what's best for them. And we know what's best for them and we will be the landowners again. This is really what fundamentally they believe is the proper order of things. Mainly because that's what their Bible says. Bringing it back around. So uh, along that line, I have to mention that I saw this earlier today. There was an anti-abortion event that Bishop Otis Kenner, a Louisiana clergyman, said Satan used Susan B. Anthony to put women in the workforce. And that has been the downfall of America. See? <laughs> yeah, that is silly. Because <laughs> Satan gets an unfair rap. From Christians, I think. I think, I feel like he is misrepresented. I don't think he is involved in evil or misdoings in any way. If, in fact, he is the first creature being created by God, who could you better trust to make sure that people were punished justly than him? So he said, go do that for me because you're the only person that I could trust to run that. I don't want actual evil to take over down there and, and you know, manipulate the system. And now they just used him as a scapegoat for everything. So boo for Christians <laughs> for throwing shade at the devil. He seems like a nice guy <laughs> or gal. He seems like a nice ethereal being. But, uh, man, disappointing. I, again... What I cling to in my heart is that I'm hoping that this is, you know, the minority of the country. Well, I know it's not from an intellectual point of view. Yeah, but what I cling to is that it is it is the last dying breath of this movement. That's what mm. I'm hoping is that, oh, the, my the, God. The, that we've we've come a long way. And as the last, they, they want to get back into the power. They want the, the, the women at home and the, the guy at work controlling all the stuff and to be, you know, back in the, the late forties, early fifties. And I, I'm hoping that we're at the point where this is just the last dying grasp. This is, this is, this is the high watermark of the insanity and it's just going to roll back from here. <laughs> I, I hope so that. too. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I want to believe that too. I, I genuinely want to believe that this leave it to beaver fantasy that the baby boomers are clinging to that they are just they're going down but they are going down swinging right and they're swinging hard they're taking anybody they can with them but hopefully god and i hate to think that i'm putting you know my faith in the the millennial generation <laughs> but hopefully you know this like you said hopefully this will dial back once once this last gasp 
mm. is over and uh, things will start to level off. Well, yeah, the last generation that was not exposed to the internet is on its way out. I mean, sure. th- these are the people that already had fully fledged ideas and notions before the internet came along. Yeah, absolutely. Before the idea of a, of a global community was created. Right. These people were set in stone. Right. And there is definitely something to be said for the, you know, the lack of plasticity of human brains once they reach a a certain age. Once you hit (laughs) mid-30s, whatever your political aspirations, whatever your political leanings are, you're going to wiggle a little bit left or right, but you're not moving much. Mm. So there's the the rare individual that will swing wildly, but for the most part, (laughs) no, you're you're, you're set. So uh, Let me lock in my cruise control. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> sit back and let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, barring an epiphany, you're safe. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but so, yeah, you're right. These, This is the last gasp of that generation who who grew up in, you know, whatever closed-minded community they grew up in. And they watched Leave it to Beaver on TV, and that was set as in their brains as the ideal world. They're on their way out. And millennials, as annoying as they are, are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I see it. And and all yeah. the, the things that I feel like they are behind that I support... I see that I see it slowly gaining momentum and, and I see the resistance, but I also see the resistance breaking. I see I see equal white for rates for homosexuals creeping up everywhere I look. I yeah. see, you know, the uh, the legalization of marijuana creeping in, you know, one state at a time. Mm-hmm. And now I mean, now it's kind of getting out of control by out of control. I mean, totally awesome. But <laughs> I, I think it's probably what, like. 40 states at this point, 42 states at this point. I'd have to look are, into it and get that more. Are ta- that, that are talking uh, about it, yeah. Right. Well, again, that are moving, that it's at least legal medically. Yeah. I find it amusing that uh, Pennsylvania has medical marijuana, but you still can't buy beer on a Sunday oh, in those places. Super fine. <laughs> super fine. But uh, yeah, I also wonder that with our crazy backwards liquor laws and our yeah. semi-progressive marijuana laws. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> Where am I? I'm fine moving forward piecemeal as long as we're still moving forward. <laughs> right. Well, that's actually one thing that I, wanted, I meant to bring up last week, but I never got around to it, was the, the absolute doom and gloom and uh, America is horrible about the Republican National Convention and the, the contrast of the Democratic National Convention and how America is great again. And what's, we're making progress and we're going forward and we're moving. And the people that really you know listen and believe in the RNC, that had to be it, – it's got a drag on you after a while. It's so negative. And it's, it really is. It yeah. is. It's nothing but fear mongering. Yeah. Nothing but fear mongering. So I think this new, I think the the democratic positive message. I think hopefully it will continue to to gain momentum and uh, people will realize that there is no need to make America great again. It's still pretty good, and and we mm. can we can refocus on things that that you know we have done better in in the past, like education and returning arts and music to schools and things of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> the, that I could I could stand to see happening, but uh, yeah. Th- overall, thing- I think we're pretty pretty good. Yeah, and, and we're making progress, and we're moving in the right direction. They just think we're going in the wrong direction, so they just need to you know grow up, grow up. Yeah, <laughs> ex- ex- expand their worldview to include uh, more than just the people in their local church. I guess, yeah, I agree. I mean, and I think, and again, I don't know why it's such an issue here in this country because it just doesn't seem that big of a deal, but. 
I think the idea of immigration should at least let them realize how great America is because immigration is only happening in one direction. No one is sneaking into Mexico in hopes of a better life. <laughs> nope. It's supposedly the number of Mexicans going back to Mexico is higher than the number of Mexicans coming to America right now. Suspicious. Right. I've, I've seen that as well, but you have to take into consideration the the fact that they're going home. They're going yeah, to right family. Yeah, they're going home. Yeah. yeah. It's not that they're going there because, you know, the prosperity is so great. It's because eh, it's not as great as we thought it was in America. So Yeah. Right, right. And I, right. I think... You know, and there's always that idea that, you know, you reach a somewhat saturation point where there has, you know, there's there's enough uh, immigration that, you know, that they are working out to their advantage. Yeah. And there are, you know, there's a number that, that aren't. So they have to, you know, you're raised right. They return to their family or they return to their home country because that's, that's home. what you do. Yeah, that's how yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah. We come here for a few years, make some money, then go home. Absolutely. Yeah. I go home and make money. <laughs> yeah. So the whole idea of needing a wall is... Asshole. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to come up with something better than nonsense and SNI networks. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that the numbers, the budget numbers, the yeah. work numbers that it would require to do whatever the, the wall you're suggesting is, it's just, it's completely unfeasible. Un unfeasible doesn't begin. <laughs> no, it's, it's just irresponsible on every level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All okay. right. I think that's all we're going to have for this week. Uh, if anyone has any comments or suggestions or things you would like us to talk about, please feel free to go to profaneargument.com and leave your comments. Uh, I also would want to mention the soon-to-be-named network, which hosts a whole slew of other podcasts that you might find interesting, like the Prodigal Sons podcast, Prime Defective, Puzzle Warriors 3, Popocacy with... Jason and David, The Fresh and Parlance Show, and Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark. If you have any interest in podcasts, that would be the place to go, the soon-to-be-named network.com. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. This is Ian. And hopefully we'll have Jared next time. Right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good night, and may your God go with you. I was gonna say we're gonna. Well, I was gonna pray for Jared, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we often we often joke about about trying to hear him spiritually, but looks like he's just gonna go with the old laparoscopic so surgery option. Lazy. We could, yeah. <laughs> we could have done cupping and just tried to suck <laughs> his gallbladder out. Pia cupping. Also, when you're mentioning this to be named network, you should you should always mention the foremost show, uh -oh. the uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest show. With our big upcoming show this this Thursday, <laughs> or I guess this Friday it will be. Did, did did I not say Puzzle Warriors three? You should have emphasized it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. emphasized it. Like show, show, show. <laughs> Puzzle Warriors three, starring me, Ian, and Craig, where we talk about Marvel Puzzle Quest. We have big developer guests <laughs> coming up this week. Still secretly excited. Yeah.